Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast, a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Classroom Commute Podcast. I'm Rachel, your host. How is it that we are already at the end of September? October is knocking on the door and we are well into the school year at this point. So hopefully things have settled down a little bit and you're in the school year and just kind of into the groove of things. Well, as we round out September in 2021, I am celebrating 10 years as the creator and founder, whatever you want to call it, of The Classroom Nook. Can't believe it that it's been 10 years already. It was this month, 10 years ago, that I opened my Teachers Pay Teachers store and I put up my first resource. And to my surprise, people actually wanted my things. So they say the rest is history. And here I am 10 years later, and I have grown well beyond just creating resources for Teachers Pay Teachers. I had a blog, a website, now I have a podcast, and there are many, many great things to come. But as I look back on the 10 years that I have already been a part of this journey, I thought that it would be kind of fun to share with you 10 lessons that I've learned in 10 years of being part of the classroom nook. I think that it is super important that as educators, we are constantly looking back and reflecting on where we've come from, what we've accomplished, and things that we can continue to work on and improve upon. And Even now, as I support teachers outside of the classroom, I still think that that reflection process is super important. And as I look back, I realize that because of the feedback and because of the reflection that I've done, I am better able to support teachers and as a result, support students. So I thought it would be fun to share with you today the 10 lessons that I've learned in 10 years as the classroom nook. And as I share these lessons, they are in no particular order. They are all valuable lessons that I've learned, and I'm just going to share them with you in no particular order. All right, let's do this. The first lesson or one lesson that I've learned in 10 years in the classroom nook is that digital is here to stay. In 21st century instructional practices, digital learning is a must. Now, Hear me correctly, I don't say that digital learning is the only type of learning we should be doing in our classroom, but I think we've all learned that it is important that we teach our skills valuable lessons when it comes to digital learning. I don't have to tell you that a lot of us were caught off guard when the pandemic hit and our students, a lot of our students were not prepared to take on virtual learning. And we got there, we did it, but there was a lot of learning curve along the way. So I think that we need to take from that, from that experience of virtual teaching, and maybe some of you are still in it. I think we need to take that and say, we need to give our students these skills and strategies so that they can perform and be successful in a digital world because that's where we live. We live in a digital world. And so when the pandemic hit, there was this huge scramble to turn a lot of our resources into digital formats for our students so that we could continue learning and continue engaging them over the internet. And I am continually amazed at how well our students did, how well our teachers did in transitioning over to a lot of digital learning. Now, now that we are back in the classroom, a lot of us, 
I hope that teachers have taken the lessons that they've learned from the pandemic and have taken all the things that they've learned about digital learning, whether you use Google Classroom for the first time or whether you started creating videos for the first time for your students. Those things don't need to go away. We can still incorporate those things into our everyday teaching for our students because We never know when, heaven forbid, this may happen again and we have to go back to virtual teaching, but now we are prepared. And not only that is that our students now have these skills to log on to Zoom and log on to Microsoft Teams and submit uh, a lesson through Google Classroom. And those are all skills that they're going to take with them into their life as they move forward out of your classroom and into the world as young adults. So for me, that means that I need to continue to create resources like Linktivities that make it easy for teachers to use technology inside their classroom as well as virtual teaching or distance learning. So digital is not going anywhere. I don't plan on going back to my old methods of paper and pencil only activities. I think it's important that we give that variety to our students so that they can have all types of experiences when it comes to their learning. Another lesson that I learned in 10 years as the classroom nook is this idea of progress over perfection. When I first started creating resources, when I first started writing blog posts, when I first started recording podcast episodes, I could not get around the idea of putting anything out into the world that wasn't perfect. And here's why that's a mistake. Number one, nothing is ever gonna be perfect. There's always gonna be room for improvement. But number two, By hoarding the things that I was creating and just telling myself, well, I can't do that, put it out into the world just yet until I X, Y, and Z. I was holding back something that could be of value to somebody else, to some other teacher, to some other students. And so although I don't want to put anything out there that's junk, and of course I would never do that, but I learned along the way how important it was to put something out there knowing that, you know what, maybe five months down the road, six months down the road, two years down the road, I might take a relook at that resource or that blog post or that podcast episode that I put out and say, I need to make some changes. Here are some things that I can do to make it better and revise it, tweak it, and then put it back out there. By doing that, I was moving forward in my quest to serve teachers and students rather than holding things back and not making any progress at all. And by putting things out into the world, I got a lot of feedback. I got sometimes hard feedback, some things that were difficult to hear, but in all of that feedback, I can use it to make the things that I put out into the world, the resources that I put out into the world better for students and teachers. So progress over perfection. And I encourage you to use that same mantra in your own classroom. Maybe something that you're doing in your class right now is not perfect. Maybe a system that you've put into your class is not really clicking with your students yet. But if you don't start, you're never going to make progress. So keep that in mind when you're feeling discouraged. Or keep that in mind when you're afraid to start something with your students because you know that it's going to be hard to get started or you aren't sure exactly how it's going to go over with your students. Do it anyway and give yourself time to grow in whatever area it is that you want to grow in and give your students time to also grow in those areas and you will make progress. It may not be perfect, but it will be progress. A third lesson that I've learned in my 10 years as the classroom nook is that in order to be successful, I have to live and die by systems and processes Now, in the teaching world, you might recognize this as routines and procedures, and Lord knows I've talked about routines and procedures till I have been blue in the face here on the podcast because they are that important. 
But in my own world where I am working by myself and really only my own motivation is what gets me moving in the morning and putting something out there into the world, in order to be successful, in order to be organized, in order to actually get stuff done, I have learned that I need systems and processes for everything that I do. So when I record a podcast, I have a system for that. I have a checklist of things that I do one by one so that I can go from start to finish and get it out into the world for you. When I create a resource, when I put a new linktivity together, I have a checklist, I have a process, I have systems that I use to help get that done in a timely manner. And when I first started creating resources, when I first started the Classroom Nook, I kind of just would wake up in the morning and say, okay, what am I gonna do today? And that was a very slow start to this whole journey that I've been on. And over time, I've learned that systems and processes are essential to getting things done. And I know that you feel that way in your own classrooms as well, that you need systems and your students need systems so that things aren't just chaotic. You have a system for planning your lessons for the for the week or for the year or for whatever it is. And when you follow that system, things just go a whole lot smoother. When you have processes for how to grade papers and stay in contact and connection with your parents and families. There's processes for that. And by holding on to those processes, we can actually get stuff done. So I have learned, and of course, I'm always tweaking and trying to make better. I'm always out there looking for the greatest and latest tools that I can use to help implement my processes and systems. I'm a bit of a tool junkie when it comes to that. I've got so many that I've tried out and by process of elimination, I find what works for me. So I'm sure you can relate to that as well. As you have gone on your teaching journey, you find what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Another lesson that I've learned in 10 years as the classroom nook is that I need to focus on what I can control and let go of what I can't. This is an ongoing lesson. It's been a hard lesson to learn a lot of the times because when you have a vision of what you want something to look like or you have a vision of how you want something to work and it doesn't go that way, it can be very discouraging. And so what I've learned is that I can only control what I can control. I can only give my best effort and then just put it out there and see how it goes. And I'm sure you've learned from your own experiences that you could be the most prepared you've ever been, or you could have this vision for how something is going to look in your classroom or just in your life in general, and something falls flat or it doesn't go well, or some interruption comes up or something that you didn't think of, you know, comes and plays a part and whatever it is that you're doing. You can't control those unexpected things, but you can control your response to something. You can control your attitude towards something. And when you do that, when you take control of the things that you can control and let go of what you can't, you can continue to move forward and still be successful. And I think that's a lesson that we want to pass on to our own students as well. Can take control of yourself and your attitude and your actions towards something. That's all that we can ask of them. So of course, this is an ongoing lesson. It's going to be a continued lesson that I'm going to learn each time something out of my control comes up and I'm going to have to remind myself of this. So hard lesson to learn, but one worth working at. This next lesson that I've learned is true for me, but it's probably also true for you and anybody who's teaching in the classroom. And that is to reflect on your resources, resources that you yourself have created and resources that maybe you've gotten from some other place like Teachers Pay Teachers or another teacher or wherever it is you may have gotten the resources. It's important to reflect on them to make sure that they are still culturally responsive and appropriate. 
In the last few years, we as teachers have taken a hard look at how we teach things in the classroom and the resources that we're providing for students and realizing that a lot of the things that we have put out there are no longer appropriate. Some of the books that we have in our classroom libraries are no longer appropriate. And on the flip side, we are missing some things from our classrooms. Many cultures and points of view are not represented in our daily teaching, and that's a problem. And I can be very honest with you, I learned a very, very hard lesson a couple years ago where one of my resources used some terminology that was no longer appropriate and no longer accepted in today's education, and it went under my radar, and I am embarrassed to admit that I didn't necessarily realize it. And so it takes reflecting on our resources. It takes other people looking at our resources to make sure that we have looked at it from all other angles because we all bring our own walks of life and that walk of life doesn't always reflect somebody else's. And when we know better, we do better. And I am far from perfect. I make mistakes all the time and I am truly trying to learn from those mistakes. And I do that by reflecting on my resources and we all have a responsibility to do that because our students deserve it. And along those same lines, another lesson that I've learned that kind of goes along with that with reflecting is that your work, my work is never done. There's always something else to do. There's always some new angle to look at. There's always something new to learn. And of course, our world is always changing. And so when our world changes, when our when the information that we know changes, when something becomes outdated, we need to change the way that we teach our students. And so our work is never done. And so I never go into something thinking, okay, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to check off my list and I never have to look at it again. I know that I will always be coming back to something to make it better, to make it more inclusive, to make sure that I am reaching as many students as I can and making my resources accessible for as many students as I can. So I hope that you see that reflected in what you have seen come from me and know that I will always, always, always work to make my resources and my podcast episodes and whatever it is else that I put out there into the world as the best that it can be and to reflect on it and to continue to give you my best work. And just to piggyback off that a little bit with another lesson that I've learned is that I have to learn to listen. We never want to hear that something that we've done is not good or that it needs work or whatever it is. We don't want to hear that negative feedback. However, it's by taking in that feedback that may not be the best that you don't want to hear, but by taking that feedback, applying it will only make things better, will only push us to strive to do better. Now, do I wish that some of that feedback came in the form of kinder words? Absolutely. However, I'm still going to listen to what people have to say and to do what I can. Remember back to that lesson of taking control of what I can control and let the things go that I can't. And so when I listen, I learn. And when I learn, I do better. All right, I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. Some of those lessons have been a little heavy. This one is not so heavy, but it is still a work in progress. And this lesson is that work balance, meaning how you balance out your work life and your home life and everything else that you try to fit in your life is super hard, dot, 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 but it's doable. And that means that we have to work at that. It is so easy for me, especially because I work from home. My office is right off my kitchen. So it's easy for me to sneak into my office, you know, after the kids go to bed or maybe while they're occupied doing something else, sneak into my office and get a few more things done. It's so easy for me to do that. And I'm sure it's easy for you to do that as well to, you know, open up your phone and look at an email. But when we do that, we become super off balanced with our priorities and with what we need to be focused 
focusing on in that moment. So this has been a huge work in progress and I am far from having it mastered at this point. But I know that when I force myself to be in the moment with my kids and my husband and and whatever thing that we're doing right then and there, I am more present and I am a better mom and a wife and a friend when I do that. And so we have to stop letting work consume us. We have told ourselves the lie far too long that if I just work harder, if I just work a little bit more, I'm going to be a better X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank. And I'm working really hard at getting a better balance of doing work really, really well when I'm at work. Like right now when my son is at daycare and my daughter is at school and my husband is working, I work really hard right now in these moments, but then also learn to shut the office door, go out and be present in my home life as well. So that is a lesson that I'm continuing to learn. And I don't know, hopefully I'm getting better at it as the years go on. This next lesson that I've learned has made me truly proud to be a part of the teaching community. And the lesson is that I have learned that teachers are the most resilient people I know. When the pandemic hit in the beginning of 2020, teachers made the shifts, they made the changes, they continued on and I'm sure it didn't feel this way, but it almost looked as though you continued on without skipping a beat. And I was just blown away by what teachers were able to do and how they were able to continue on despite the crazy environment that we were thrown into. So I have learned that teachers are resilient. They are up for the challenge. They will come out on top and they will be successful. That doesn't mean that there aren't struggles along the way and failures along the way, but you're still here. You're still standing. You are resilient. And I am so proud to be a part of that community of teachers and you should be too. All right, the last lesson I'm going to share with you today, and of course, these are just 10 lessons. I'm sure there are many, many more lessons that I have learned, but these are the ones that just came out of my head. And this last one is kind of the big one. The biggest lesson that I have learned in my 10 years in the classroom nook is to do the scary things, do the things even though I don't know how it's going to turn out, or I don't know if it's going to be a success or not, because if I didn't do the scary things, I wouldn't be here 10 years later telling you about 10 lessons that I've learned in the 10 years as the classroom nook. I never in a million years would have dreamed that when I graduated with my teaching degree that I would be doing what I'm doing today. And I am so thankful that I decided to do the scary things and to do the hard things because I love what I do now. I love being able to support teachers and students beyond just my one classroom. I am in awe of what teachers do every single day. And I am so thankful to be a part of that and to support you in any way that I can. So my goal in the next 10 years is to continue doing the scary things even when I don't want to, even when I don't know how it's gonna turn out because who knows where I will be 10 years from now. All right, thank you for being a part of this journey, whether you've been with me for 10 years or you're just getting started with me. I am so thankful that you are here. I cannot wait to see what the next 10 years, I can't wait to see what the next 10 months bring here at the Classroom Nook, on the Classroom Commute and beyond. I'm so excited and I am honored that you are part of the journey. All right, that is all I have for you today. I hope that you have a great start to your week and I will be back again next week and the week after that, and the week after that with another episode. Bye for now.